the Hamp and OB Show. This is a debacle. He does not understand the game at this level. Guys, I can't take you it. you got to be kidding. Flabbergasted. I cannot believe what's going on with this football team. Persistence over resistance. Second down and ten. Foles has an excellent pocket to work with. It is tipped, juggled, and intercepted. Harrison Smith. Cousins forgetting about the field goal. Feeling one-armed. Able to bring it down for the touchdown. And as hard as it is and as frustrating, like you said, you haven't won in a month. you got to just keep using that persistence over resistance. Cordell Patterson waiting for a big return. Five yards deep out of the end zone, trying to run it out. Down the sideline. Patterson has seven for his career. Looking for eight down the sideline. Throws up the deuces for the touchdown. Exactly what the Bears needed. It's the Hamp and OB Show. Brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com and Dan Hampton's truck. The Chevy Silverado. Drive what Hamp drives. Chevy. Now, here's Dan Hampton and Ed Obradovich. Throws up the deuces. Indeedy, 720 WGN. Persistence over resistance until 10 o'clock tonight. The Bears are 5-5. Five and five. We all, well, judging by the ratings, everybody is watching the Chicago Bears play football. They're just, it's just been uh, incredibly, incredibly nauseating to spend three hours watching the football team handle. I hate to put it just like that, but I think that uh, everyone... It's a mess. It, it is one big mess, isn't it, it, it? It's a mess. And folks, if you think that we are... Uh, given to hyperbole and uh, overstating the obvious. I I, I got to tell you, this is not only a mess, but think about this: the the last three nationally televised games the Bears have been in the Tampa, the Rams, and last night's fiasco. The offense hasn't scored a touchdown in the last ten quarters, and I I mean it's almost impossible to say that without shaking your head and saying what in the hell is going on and i'll tell you this you know we all thought Foles could be the savior and it's obvious now that he may be even checking out and he he's thrown his hands up it looks like now that would bring trubisky back into focus and trubisky obviously the bears did not pick up his option he's going to be playing on a on a, you know a, a existing contract how much? How much is he going to accept the opportunity? Uh, you know, he uh, has got the uh, the nagging shoulder is- issue, and a lot of these things we'll talk about over the next three hours. But the one thing is, the defense showed last night they gave a, a mighty effort, and you have to commend them. But it wasn't enough. They're not. They can't win the game by and for themselves. Uh, at, at some point, you've got to acknowledge the fact that you know they scored a touchdown. Uh, on special teams, the defense, uh, you know, got a, 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 a you know a turnover that should have given us a, a great impetus and, and and a wonderful opportunity. And how do we respond? A three and out, and in the second half, a grand total of thirty-two yards was was gained by the offense. Eighteen, eighteen meaningless yards on a play uh, with Tyler Bray at quarterback throwing it. Um, that was awesome. Uh, I, Ryan, no, sweet, Hamp. Well, uh, all I'm saying is it's a mess. And now where do you go? OB, I, I've got to tell you, at some point, this there has to be a finger 
disappointed not only at, at Matt Nagy, but Ryan Pace. As we get going here, Hampton will be brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com and Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy Silverado Drive. What Hamp drives, drive a Chevy. Uh, yes, your phone calls are welcome. 312-981-7200. What does persist- persistence over resistance mean to you? OB, go ahead, my friend. I'll tell you, it's there's quite a story to tell here. All right. I mean, I, I I don't. Here's the last two games. Our offense, which Dan mentioned, they don't score a touchdown. Do you understand? In two total games, and by the way, against teams that they can beat. Let me say it again: teams that they can beat. And not only do we lose, we can't score a touchdown. We score a touchdown on a kickoff return. 104 yards Sunday, the week before. How did we score? Defense. Pick pick six. You go back and score and you put six on the board. Offense cannot mount a drive. They can't convert on third down. And when you look at this game, we had a total of 50 plays, folks, offensively. 50 to uh, what? To uh, Vikings. 50, what, they had 70 plays, and they had almost 400 yards again. Now, folks, if you go back through the games that we have played, and I know our defense is great, and, 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 and we can win a world championship with them, but there's another side to this story, too, okay? And we're giving up about 400 yards a game, okay? And we're not talking about playing the top-tiered people in the National Football League. We're not talking about playing juggernauts, okay? But we're still giving up almost 400 yards. Sooner or later, that's going to jump up and bite us pretty good. By the way, if I mentioned, do you know that the Vikings had the ball? And this is almost an impossible stat to reach. They had the ball almost 11 minutes more, almost a quarter more than the Bears. Almost 11 minutes more. Our defense couldn't stop them. We can't move the ball. And by the way, by the way, Nagy, where is Cole Komet? Where is Gabriel? Where is Monet? Why wasn't Monet used Sunday night? Excuse me, Monday night. Why wasn't he not used? I never saw, I don't even know if he was targeted one time. My God, you've got Cole Komet. Monet, and you've got Gabriel, and we can't throw the ball, we can't run the ball, you know, and, and we, we can't even convert on third down. F- folks, this is, this is unbelievable. I mean, I, 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 sometimes I don't know where to go with this. Why? Because it's week after week, and this has been year after year with this guy, Nagy. Yeah, well, we're gonna do. Yeah, we're gonna do this. Well, I got to talk to the players and see how they feel. And uh, yeah, and and then we can. Uh, you know, we'll find out where we're gonna be. And I, and I'll know how they feel and everything. No, you're the head coach. You set the tone, pal. And what you're trying to be is everybody's best friend on that football team. Instead of being a head coach, instead of being a Bill Belichick or a Mike Ditka. My God, what has happened? And by the way, by the way. Ownership of the Bears. One thing you do not want to do in this town, and this is a Bears town, you do not want to lose 
the great Chicago Bear fans. Okay, you think these people are stupid and dumb? And they see what Nagy has done. They saw what he did all last year when we went 8-8. Eight and eight. And what they're doing this year, this is a problem. Pace and Nagy, and I said it last year, and I said it this year, and I'll say it again. They have to go. you got to clean house. They have to go. When you're playing at home against the Minnesota Vikings, who the way? How many games did they win before they came in here? Well, they've got two? four now, OB. They came in three and five. Three and five. And they come in here and put almost 400 yards up on us, and we don't even score a touchdown. Our offense doesn't. And we don't utilize the strong. We've got a passing game, folks. We really do. We've got receivers that are difference makers. Gabriel's got great hands. He can get separation. Cole Komet is a huge man. He can get separation. Money, he just blows by everybody. And how is it possible that when you see it, down after down after down, quarter after quarter, and we don't go down the field, we don't even go intermediate. Two foot outs, three foot bubble screens, slip screens. Danny, I'll tell you what. I, last night, that was, uh, in, uh, excuse me, Monday night watching that, that was uh, absolute to me. Uh, you talk about the word unacceptable to all the things that happen. Again, you can't score a touchdown. Again, and you go in at halftime, you make your adjustments, you come out, and you go minus four yards for the entire quarter offensively. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. We're going to come on back. And find I don't know what we're gonna do. We're it is a it is a rough time right now. It's a mess. And, and well, you know what? I, 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 but, be positive. But, well, but what? I'm not, I I stopped myself. Ob, I was gonna say we're gonna come back and we're gonna we're gonna find a pathway to I don't know what we're gonna do. Adam Hoax coming up at eight thirty. Kaz will be here at nine. The Bears are terrible. Uh, Ryan Pace is signed through twenty twenty one. As is Matt Nagy. I, look, it's it's a very interesting time right now. If I if I was if I was Ted Phillips, if I was George McCaskey, not Ted Phillips, if I was George McCaskey, I, hey, who's that guy that just resigned today? Who stepped out after nine years? Hey, Theo, are you interested? Is John McDonough interested? Who's interested? Who can actually f- formulate a plan who knows how to put an organization well, first together? Things first, if Ryan Pace had any semblance of honor, he would resign tomorrow. Well, there's there's an idea. All right, three one two nine eight one seven. 7200 Hamp and OB brought to you by Chevy Drive Chicago.com and Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy Silverado. Drive what Hamp drives. Drive a Chevy on 720 WGN. Herbal Active is your source for high performance CBD infused balms and lotions specifically developed for those who strive to stay active. Try Herbal Active CBD infused body balm and get moving again. Its patented time release formulation provides you extended localized relief. It's all natural, non GMO, and THC free. Order now. WGN listeners will get 20% off all Herbal Active CBD products using the promo code WGN20. Just go to WGNCBD.com. That's WGNCBD.com. Use that promo code WGN20 for 20% off at WGNCBD.com. That's the product that actually uh, works. Either lose pretty or win ugly. I think that we'd rather win ugly. Um, you know, I think that's the common thing. So uh, I think it tells you a lot about our team. Is this who we are offensively? We want to improve. We want to get better. We want to have rhythm. But ultimately in the NFL, it's about winning games. 
Ah, oh, man, that's just painful. Nick Foles, that was after the Carolina win. Bears were 5-1. and one. We were... Yes, so, yes, yeah, OB. I, I just want to make a little a correction I made. I was talking about Gabriel. Not he's gone. I'm thinking about Allen Robinson. Yeah, of course. That's what I meant. That that was that was my mistake. I want to correct it. Who's more than capable if given opportunities? But back to the you know the, and you know the the change of the play calling. We all know that Bill Lazor was going to be. The guy that's going to have a fresh set of eyes, a whole new perspective, a whole new idea of how to get this offense off its backside and, and make it – it looked worse, OB. And, and you know what? It, it, it gives credence to what we were saying in the last month. Not only is the actual you know play calls poor, but the design, the schematic design of the plays – Oh, horrible, Danny! You couldn't you couldn't have said it. I'll tell you what. You just uh, look at Daryl Mooney. Two receptions for three yards, a one point five yard average. Here's a kid, folks, can run a forty yard dash in four three. I mean, we're talking uh, lightning bolt. Fastest player on the field last right. night. You hear what I'm telling? One and a half yards. That's what he averaged. They threw to him twice. For three yards, you mean to tell me that with all those mines down, <clears throat> excuse me, in the Chicago Bear? Oh my God! You mean to tell me that you can't find Mooney? You Cole Komet, one reception for seven yards. You can't find him. You can't find Mooney. You can't find Allen Robinson. You can't find Miller. You can't find these guys in 60 minutes of football. You can't score a touchdown in the last two games. Again, eight quarters, not one touchdown, not one. And this is a passing league, and you can't find these people who are quality receivers. You think there's not a problem up at Hallis Hall? There's a huge problem. Cody Whitehair was back. The Vikings were 2-10 and ten the last dozen years at Soldier Field. You were playing against a quarterback that was 0-9 on Monday Night Football. You were given a touchdown on a platter as the opening play of the second half. And yet you respond with zero points. Zero points in the second half. It, folks, again, my wife said, are, are they trying to be this bad? I mean, it's almost like they're. You're, if you were trying to create an offensive structure where it would implode and it would never be productive, that's what we got. That's what we got. And again, this is how bad these coaches are. They have now got the media in Chicago clamoring for the return of Mitchell Trubisky. And who knows what his attitude is going to be like after getting benched and having to play the rest of the year behind that offensive line without a contract. Danny, you think there's a possibility that this coaching staff – has lost this team. The, the, it, Is guys, there a possibility. Well, here, here's here's in my estimation, and and again, it gives me no joy to say this, but this is a clueless bunch on offense. And Matt Nagy was hired to be the genius, the guru, the guy that comes in, designs all these 
you know, exotic place. I'm, I'm telling you, on Sunday, I watched a lot of NFL. And I watched the Dolphins. The Dolphins have got a rookie, a rookie quarterback, and they've got all kinds of motion and fly fakes and, and fly speed screens and, and refer. They got it. They got all this stuff going. And they're, and they're being productive. And yet we watch the Bears offense. They can't even get out of their own way. Look, look, let's, let's, just size up what's going on here as far as the offense which of course starts with the quarterback and then we go to we go to Ryan Pace I don't want to state the obvious for the zillion time but I just feel like it's necessary the dude has gone out and he signed Mike Glennon he's drafted Mitchell Trubisky he's traded for Nick Foles by the way Matt Nagy is right there in the middle of the whole thing I don't know how you if you can't evaluate that position, what is that tells your- you everything? That's his job to evaluate the players and the coaching staff, and what have we got to show for it? We, I hate to say it's beyond embarrassing, but the rest of the league, trust me, they are lining up at the bat rack. They all want to come and play the Bears. How about how about this evaluation too? Let's go to the punt returner. We got Ted Ginn out there. Who for five weeks? Who looks like, I mean, somebody that I played football with after school sports, not real football in seventh grade, and then you go out and you sign Dwayne Harrison. Okay, that's fine. He gets hurt, but then all of a sudden, oh, let's put Anthony Miller back there, and he actually looks like a punt returner, like incredibly competent. He gets him. How can you be? That? Why wasn't he doing it the last month and a half? Is right. your point right? How well, is that even possible? Well, <laughs> that tells you one: they have, you know, no ability to evaluate the players for certain positions and roles. But the other one is maybe Anthony Miller didn't want to do it. That's where the coach has to say, "I don't care what you want." You're going to do what this team needs you to do. And yet, for whatever reason, whatever disconnect, it it didn't happen. And then, again, like I said, this thing is such a mess, and it's a, it's a steaming pile that, trust me, if you don't think the defense wants to check out, well – I think you're you're wrong because they they see it and they know they're on the field for 40 minutes and the offense is on for 20. That ain't going to make anybody happy. Well, you know what? Again, looking at at, at if you look at the statistics here, guys, and I mentioned Daryl Moon. I mean, I love this kid. This this guy is a game breaker. He could put the fear of God in you, just like Willie Galt used to do when Danny back it in the days. In the 80s, we guys won the Super Bowl, the greatest team ever. And Willie Galt, he would put the fear of God into people. Didn't have the greatest hands, but he would make catches. But, boy, I tell you, you saw him on fly patterns, deep post patterns, constantly, constantly going. Now you look at Minnesota. They come in here, and they've won three games. They were like, what, three and five? They have a kid, a fifth-round draft choice by the name of Justin Jefferson. He had eight receptions for 135 yards with an average of 16.9. We have our kid, Daryl Mooney, I mean Mooney, two receptions, three yards for a 1.5-yard average. Is there anything else to talk about, gentlemen? We do have two and a half hours to figure something out, but first we're going to get a check of news here. It's Hamp and OB presented by Chevy Drives, Chicago.com. 730, check of news on 720 WGN. It's tough. You know, it's 
it's really tough. Like, you know, we tired of it. You know, like I said, it's, it's up to us, you know, as, as a team to change it. You know, the coach is not going to always call them the perfect calls, the best call. You know what I mean? It's, it's for us to go out there and execute to the best of our, our ability. You know, and when players start, everybody started to understand that, you know, then we'll go far. But right now, if, if we don't do that, holding each other accountable, going out there and not minding what's the call, what, what's came in, just do our job. So that's Eddie Jackson, and that's to your point, OB, as far as are they losing the team? I mean, he's go. He's, he's underlining that you got to go out there and do your job no matter what's going on. I thought this. Well, he could start. He could start. Yeah. No, he, he was a little better last night, but he hasn't had a good year. I got a, I got a question for Dan Hampton. Daniel, Bears got the. This is a bye week coming up. A chance to get set to. And, and actually, they play some pretty lousy football teams in these last six games, and they still have a shot at getting into the playoffs. But the way things are going, like last week in third downs, we were two for 15. Come Monday night, we were two for 11 on third down, total of 149 yards, total of 50 plays. I mean, so my question, Dan, is if things go south, if things go south for the Bears the next six six games, does ownership step in? Does management step in? What do you think could or if if it did go south, what do you think would happen? Well, first of all, how much f- further south do you need to go? You've lost four in a row. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, here, it's the last six games of the season. That's okay, what I mean. But here's here's the deal. You're at five and five. We've got six games left. Look at it. You got Green Bay twice. You've got Minnesota again. You got Detroit again. You've got the Jags and the Texans. I can see two wins, okay? Even if they don't have a miraculous turnaround, but is seven and nine going to keep your job? There's no way in hell. But here's the other part. If a team was viable, and losing games. Let's let's just say the San Diego, uh, the uh, L.A. Chargers right now. They can move the ball. They're they're you know they've lost a couple of very key players, especially on defense. But they're in games and they're moving. And, and you can see there's a chance down the road where this will come to fruition. This is going the wrong way. This is getting worse by the day and by the game. Now, I if they if they win five out of this next six oh my yeah God. yeah th- then we'll all stand and applaud but do you see f- five wins out of that that schedule i just told you about no I, I i don't think so danny and and there has to be uh a tremendous tremendous change around here all right with this coaching staff it's flawed it's flawed offensively it is flawed they don't know whether to run the football. They don't know whether to pass the football. Do they go deep? Do they go short? Do they? What do they do? I'll tell you what they do more often than not. They go more horizontal than they do vertical. Somebody's got to tell Nagy it's a vertical field, not a horizontal field. I, 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 I just, it's so frustrating, Dan. You only got 16 games, and you got the whole offseason to prepare and get ready for it. I understand COVID-19, et cetera, whatever have you. 
But teams are coping with it and working with it and winning with it. We can't even convert a third down. We can't go 10 yards. And it's a fact, folks. Just look at the stats from game to game to game. Our offense is almost dead last in every category again. Last year, go back. Who was the worst offense? The Bears. Who was the worst dead last in almost every category? The Bears. How did we start out this year? We're right back in that same damn pickle jar. And it's a fact. And somebody's got to have an answer. You got six games to go. Nagy, quit trying to be everybody's friend and start coaching this football team. So, since you guys brought up just a moment of optimism, I I will just bring this up. If Nick Foles steps up in the pocket like he did last night and is just a little bit of a better quarterback, he hits Anthony Miller. Bears win the football game, right? I mean, as bad and as completely dysfunctional as they are, 32 yards, all of it, 149 yards of offense. If he hits that play, you wouldn't, they, they would have won the football game. And it was right there. I mean, it was. He, and people say, oh, Anthony Miller's got to catch that ball. But, but see, and again, it's crazy. But. It is. Mark, One play makes it breaks a, 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 but, but see, that's the point OB's trying to make. You, that's we're living on the edge. We won the, those idiot games early on the last second drop by the uh, DeAndre Swift in Detroit. Atlanta collapsing. Uh, the Giants were firing at us in the red zone. And, you know, at the end of the game. I mean, now it comes full circle. And one play is the difference in the game. But all that being said, you know, Nagy was coach of the year two years ago, right? He ought to give it back because we all know that it was Vic Fangio that was the coach of the year. But now, on his own hind legs, we have seen not only this team, but the offense in particular. His domain, his toy, his little, uh, you know, uh, Petri dish, has gotten worse and worse and worse week by week. And and again, as you said a moment ago, will this team quit on 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 Nagy? Have they quit on him? I'm I'm just telling you, for everybody wants a plan. A plan they can I remember we we had to in college, Lou Holtz we were a 24-point underdog to the number one team in the nation, the Oklahoma Sooners, in the Orange Bowl. And yet, we had a, a game plan that everybody bought into, and we killed them. We beat them 31-10. to 10. But the point being is, I don't see nobody buying into a plan because the plan is not a, a, a built with the proper schematics, with the proper personnel groupings, which means Cole Komet and not Jimmy Graham or any some other stiff. I'm just saying the team looks to me like it's in total disarray, especially on the offensive side. And you know, back to the defense. Yeah, they did a pretty good job, but folks, we were this. That wasn't the Pittsburgh Steelers. That wasn't, uh, you know, uh, the, the the Saints or some team of, you know, a reckoning. It was it was the Vikings who have been scuffling all year. They had the twenty seventh ranked defense, and yet they beat our brains out at the line of scrimmage and killed us without a touchdown. That tells me nobody has a plan and nobody's buying in. 
Well, and speaking, well, of- you got to look at Danny. What you, our total yardage, total yardage, Monday night was 149 yards, and the total amount of plays we had was 50. I don't care how good your defense plays. Uh, you you have an offense putting up those kind of numbers, okay? And then not only that, converting out of the last two ball games, we've had 26 attempts at third and whatever. We've converted four times out of 26. Folks, we're 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 running backwards. We're running backwards here, and I. I you you'd like to be positive about things or whatever have you and the thing thing that i could come up with positive is they still have a shot at the playoffs uh. they still actually have a shot they have some teams that they can put away but i'll tell you what running 50 plays doing 2 for 11 on third downs not scoring an offensive touchdown in four quarters monday prior week not scoring an offensive touchdown folks Boy, we're in dire straits here, folks. And who do you look for? I'm not looking at the players. Those kids, to me, are playing their hearts out. you got to look at who's, who's telling the ship where to go, what course to take. All right? And it's Nagy. And he's failed miserably. Miserably. 312-981-7200 if you want to jump on in here. When we come on back, we are doing our Bear Essential segment, which we do on our Facebook page. So we've got some of your thoughts on... The festivities that have gone on this week. Bears lose to the Vikings 19-13. OB has said the word playoffs at least three times today, maybe even five times. Well, I still think they do. Playoffs? You know what? It, <laughs> I, I can, love the optimism, they, OB. Here, Mark, can they totally right the ship? No, because this ship has got a huge hole in it, okay? But they can do some patchwork and hopefully get into it. Once you get into the playoffs, all bets are off. You never know what can happen. So they still have a shot. If they can put their minds to it, the coaching staff, get aggressive, and these players pull together and go after it. All right, I, I'll be just because you just did that, we're going to play. Just a, coming back, we're going to have just a moment of, to just, of, of bringing us together. I love the optimism. I, you're literally, the ship is I'm going. I'm not hugging anybody. The ship, the ship is going down, and OB is, 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 is taking us. There is still a chance. There is. They're 5-5. Five and five. You Math- can do some patchwork. And you can get in. Mathematically, you but can. But it's a massive turnaround. <laughs> More mentally than it is physically. 312-981-7200. Who's, who's in, baby? We're going to patchwork this thing together. we got the bye week. We've got some time. we got the Packers coming up. Tyler Bray might be the quarterback. But, hey, we're going to get this thing together. We've got to stop putting the no-nothing offense and going with it game after game. Okay? <laughs> okay. we got to stop the no-nothing offense. <laughs> the no Nothing offense must stop on 720 WGN. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Cause I love the adrenaline in my veins. I do Obi, this song is for you, bud. Whatever it takes, baby. Whatever it takes. I'm trying to lift us out of the malaise. As, as, as hard as I've been on him, and deservedly so. <laughs> You yes. know, I mean, you. how do you defend this? You never defend a weak position, but they still have a chance. They still have a chance. Hampo, you think they still have a chance? You always got a chance until you're out, okay? And it just depends. But to me, again, they've got two weeks. They need to tear it down and start again with this whole offensive. Let me just say this. Josh McDaniels, I'm not, not a big fan of the guy. But I got to tell you, he's pretty smart. 
you saw that New England offense with a bunch of rejects basically beat the Baltimore Ravens into the wet turf in a game on Sunday night. I love the And you know what? Half the plays, you know what they were? They, the offensive line came off doubling the three techniques, knocking their butts back, and the backs were hitting it up in there, and it was an eight-yard gain. They go back to the huddle, and then they do something else. And, and, and I'm just telling you, there's ways to get it done. Unfortunately, it's like we're drawing up all these plays like everybody's an all-pro. No, no, no. you got to go back to the drawing board, Nagy. you got to figure, hey, i got to do the basics first. And i got a great story. If it, it, Give me – okay. You got all so, day, baby. Well, I'll say 10 years, 15 years ago. I was uh, at a, a big NFL banquet, and uh, Joe Gibbs was there, and a guy named Joe Bugle, and that was his offensive line coach with the Hogs, and they, were, they, they won some Super Bowls. They were a great team. Anyway, it was always a nightmare game for me because, I mean, it was, it was brutal. And – Anyway, I, I came face to face with Bugle, you know, during the uh, the evening, and he kind of smiles at me, and I go, "Yeah, I know who you are," and he starts laughing, and I said, "Why? What did I ever do to you?" And he says, "Let me tell you, Dan." He says, "This is what happened on our Monday morning meeting when we talk about setting up the game plan when we played the Bears." He said, "I'd go to uh, Gibbs and I'd say, okay, here's what we're going to do. All right, if we base block everybody.'" and give the ball to Riggins, Hampton's going to throw the guard off and hit him at the line of scrimmage. Now it's second and ten. Or we can double Hampton, and Riggins give the ball, give, gets the ball, and he hits Singletary at about five yards and drags him for three. Now it's second and two. And Gibbs says, that's what we're going to do. And that's what they did. You know what I'm saying? And that's, like I said, we are not, in a schematic fashion, Doing things on offense that enhances our chance to not only move the ball, but score points. And you bringing it up with Darnell Mooney. This is a guy that's faster than anybody on the field and we're throwing him a two-yard out. That's it? Two, I mean, you ought, to, you ought to lose your job right there, right then. It wasn't even a two-yard out, Dan. You know, you know we're talking you know, about our defense and, and you know – uh, I think the defense, you know, I said at the end of about, about halfway through last season, you know, I said it looks to me like that window's starting to close a little bit defensively. Okay? Now, again, we're in our 10th game here, Monday night. And you look at Dan, the Vikings had 70 plays, 70 to our 50. And what, what tells you, like, who was in control of who. On third down conversions, they were 8 of 15. They, they were us. 8 of 15, yeah. which is huge, folks. 8 of 15 third down conversions. They held the ball eleven, approximately 11 minutes more than us. They put almost 400 yards on us, and they had 70 plays. We had 50 plays. We were 2 for 11 on third down, and we had a total yardage of 149. And we're asking our defense... From week to week to week, keep doing it, guys. Keep doing it, guys. I'm telling you, that window's shrinking. Just remember the stats I just told you now. They converted on 8 of 15. That's big-time stuff, folks. 70 offensive plays, putting almost 400 yards on our defense. You cannot ask this defense week after week, year after year, to put us and get us to the Super Bowl. Nagy, you and your offensive coaches and the players have to step up. 
Meet the challenge. Meet the challenge. It's now time on 720 WGN for our Essential Questions segment. This is sponsored by the Marquee Sports Network. Watch Bear Essentials on Marquee Sports Network with our guy, 99, Dan Hampton. So we big got- man. Big man, how's it going over there? You, you, you... Great people, great uh, great show. And I just got a text from uh, Nick, the producer, and he said, who's the MVP thus far? You know what? I, I, I don't have an answer. The MVP I, of the Bears? I, yeah. I mean, who's done it? anything? I mean, other than Cairo Santos, everybody else. Robinson's the closest thing. Curtis said in my ear, and I would actually tend to agree with him. He's certainly a candidate. I mean, Roquan's in there. He's been very consistent for the last, I don't know, at least a month now. The last four games. Yeah. So, Well, you play 16 games. But yeah. I'm just saying, I mean, it's a great show, and we, we hit all the topics. There we go. So here's our questions we had this week. On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate Bill Lazor's play calling in tonight's game? Curtis. I give you a, a, a zero. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't have we to, just, he just went over it. You get two of eleven on third down. You didn't even get to one hundred fifty. Hey, you know what? I like to watch Kansas City games and see how many yards uh, Mahomes gets in the first quarter. A lot of times, it's two hundred fifty yards in the first quarter. Let me say this again, Mark. We just jump in real quickly here. Do you think if Aaron Rodgers was on this team, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, that they would put up with Nagy? And these offensive coaches and their theory from week to week, do you think that they would actually put up with this? With this bullshoot? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Do you think the Bears should go back to Trubisky was question two. How many pieces of Bartolini's fried chicken do you think OB had today? How many did you have? And the over-under was three. <laughs> we, I had it. Five. You had five. <laughs> <laughs> he was. I mean, there was nothing better than walking in on a Tuesday night and just seeing Ob just get, having a nice salad, Bartolini's dinner. Everything they have, the cavatelli was absolutely. The delicious. cavatelli was amazing tonight. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, here's Rob. I can't believe you knew what it was. Yeah, me neither. It that was, was delicious. That, that was that was big to with the vodka sauce. Okay, hey Robert, calling it. Or I'm sorry, writing it on Facebook. The play calling was equally as bad, but the line sucks. So it doesn't matter. Two, I'd rather have Mitch get pulverized over Nick, so make the switch, give Mitch a chance to make it right. And number three, he should have as many pieces as it takes to wipe the game from the memory. So if you had enough chicken to forget uh, the Bears and the Vikings last night, OB. Um, And other people are writing in here. uh, Nancy wants to give Tyler Bray a chance. That's where we're at, team. Tyler Bray. Uh, Who's in on Tyler Bray? And Just think, it was a month ago at 5-1, you know, the Bear organization was strutting around telling us how good their record was. They forgot to tell you who they played. And now and now, we're contemplating Tyler Bray at uh, the controls. Eric, play Bray. People, I mean, this is amazing. Tyler Bray, everybody. We got the news coming up at 8. Hogan. That's uh, always the next guy. Of the course, next of course. So always, whoever of course. the backup quarterback is, that's the whole. Right, but but here it actually like somewhat. Vince Evans. Bring him back. Bob Avellini. I loved him. 720 WGN. Your, your eyes didn't lie when you were watching Chicago earlier this year uh, and losing four straight. And when they come out of that bye, they got to go on the road to Green Bay. Not an easy place to play. Y'all been liking the Monday Night Crew? Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, Lewis Riddick? I think they've done a great job. I actually think the Bears... Don't they owe... I mean, they, we've had we've been on Monday Night twice. Did not score a touchdown. Do we not owe the crew some... I don't know. Lou Malnati's, Giordano's, something. Bartolini's? 
Our, our great friends at Bartolini's Restaurant and Catering, maybe we can get them to hook something up here. The family-owned operator and offers the best Italian cuisine. Somebody's got to do something for the Monday night crew. Stop putting the Bears on national TV. By the way, we're on Sunday night against the Green Bay Packers. Do you guys does it does it embarrass you more when the Bears play bad on national TV or does sure, it sure. does we get te- you know texts from all over the country uh, no, another barn burner you know <laughs> hey maybe if the, the Bears punted on first down you know all kinds of comments so it uh, and again it it, it 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 brings you back to square one. You know, Ryan Pace was the guy that was brought in after Jerry Angelo to rebuild the Chicago Bear product. You know, okay? he was a gopher down in New Orleans. That's what he was, a glorified gopher. Well, that's where he started, but he moved up the food chain. Yeah. But, so, think about it like this. He traded away a lot of draft picks for Khalil Mack to get Trubisky. He signed a lot of... Uh, meaningless free agents that did virtually nothing. Um, there's been a couple of, you know, hits. Akeem Hicks has been a uh, a fine player for the Bears. Uh, you know, the, uh, the the inability to address the offensive line the last three years, if not two years, will be his, his, uh, his defining moment that probably gets him ousted because we know that – you know, quarterbacks, you know, are precious, but whoever you brought in, I mean, they're getting their heads beat in. Just the amount of monies that Pace has given to these free agents and whatever have you is is criminal, uh, mind boggling. It's it's it is it's like he did what, and how did and 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 ownership and and upper management approve that. I mean, it's it's unreal, Danny. It is, and and again, so he's got he's got carte blanche and uh, the checkbook. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. By the way, uh, just to name Pace's career, he started out as an operations assistant two thousand one. Then he became a scouting assistant for a couple of years. Yeah, you know what the operations assistant? You know what he did? Yeah, but you got it. Like the guy that ri- ri- rises <laughs> through the organization. Donut and a cup of coffee. Sure, but the, he that, that, and it's hot in here. Turn the thermostat. Yeah. Hey, you got to get you got to get your foot in the door. He got he got in, and then he then he started to elevate himself. I, I give him credit. And then he got the Bears to hire him to be their GM. Hey, Ryan Pace, I, he's a fine guy, good guy, but you know what? He has no evaluation skills. And what is the most important skill that he needs, OB? <laughs> That's what I thought. Let's get. I'm just saying. It it is amazing. Anybody that signed Mike Glennon to twenty million dollar deal after you drafted, you know this. And that was kid, guaranteed I, too. Just, that, guaranteed too. It, it was again. It's criminal. All right, let's get some calls in here. Three one two nine eight one. 7200 Hamp and OB on 720 WGN brought to you by Chevy DriveChicago.com and Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy Silverado. Drive what Hamp drives, drive that Trust Chevy. Trust me, it scores at will. Uh, it just it, After a Bears loss, there's nothing better than getting in the Silverado just to calm you down. Let's get Dave from South Florida on 720 WGN. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, I want to get in that Chevy truck and run, run off a cliff with the Bears <laughs> offense that I've been watching. Don't do that, Dave. We need you around. Not my truck. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Dave, did you hear that? He doesn't. He's not worried about you. He's thinking about the truck. Yeah, I know. I know. I'll jump out the truck. Well, I guess. Uh, yeah. All right, uh, guys. It's been a pleasure. This is my highlight of my Bears season this year. Is listening to you guys. 
and calling in and venting. My question to you is, when is it gonna? What is it gonna take for Nagy to be released and Pace to be released of their duties? Uh, number one and number two, do you guys see any viable candidates for GMs such as a Lewis Riddick or anybody else that can turn this ship around? Because this offense is horrendous uh, at every level. You guys see it every single week. So do the fans. We don't have an offensive line. The receivers are pretty decent. Running backs, we need a lot of help. We need help everywhere, and I just don't see us going to the playoffs in the next four to five years. Well, things turn around quick, Dave. Thank you for the call. We'll we'll address all of it. You know what, Dave? One of the telltale things was in this past year's draft. Okay, we didn't have a a number one draft choice, but we took Cole Komet uh, out of Notre Dame, the big tight end, quality football player, quality person, Family, as a matter of fact, they're from a sub here in Arlington Heights, suburb of Arlington Heights. And the kid is a winner. He's a player. And everybody and his brother knew, Dave, that where was our problem the last few years? Where has it been? It's been on offense. So what does Pace do? After he drafts Cole Komet in the second round, the next three picks, he picks defense. Jalen Johnson. Next three picks, he picks defense. Yeah. Now, we everybody on this planet that was a Bear fan knew that we needed offensive linemen. Everybody knew that. How is it that you take Cole Komet, and that's fine. That was a great move. But the third, fourth, and what was it? The next three picks? Next three, yes. Next three, you go defense? When you know your offensive line is not of the quality to win a Super Bowl, it's right in front of you. What the hell are you thinking about? So I, I mean, it's I, you, I, I can't. You can't find words to find. That's just sheer stupidity. I went back today, Ob, just to read when the Bears got rid of offensive coordinator Mark Helfrich, offensive line coach Harry Heastan, incredibly well respected in the game. They also fired, if you remember, their tight ends coach Kevin Gilbride and their special teams assistant Brock Olivo were all let go at the end of last year. Uh, James Daniels. Did you see the guys you brought in? Go J- ahead. James Daniels, quote, this is, he's talking about Harry Heastan. He's a very good coach. He's very detailed. I really appreciate how much he coaches the details. I mean, you, took a, you, you fired a guy who was really good at his job because you deemed that the coaching was the problem versus the actual talent that you brought in. That's some serious arrogance right there. No, I, I gave you great players. They should be a whole lot better than the way you're coaching them up. We're going to get rid of this. We're going to get rid of a very well-respected offensive line coach. We're not going to even address it, to Obi's point, until we get to the seventh round, and we're going to pick Arlington Hambright and Lachavius Simmons. I mean, there's some serious... It it was just, a, it's so off. It was a revolving door and when Hambright was in. what the problem was, was looking your right square in the eye, and you knew it. And you still went the other way. Well, they, they thought it was the coaching. But let, let, let me tell you what the hidden hand behind this was, guys. We all saw the offense stunk. We all saw Trubisky was running around like a chicken with his head cut off. And Nagy goes to pace and basically says, it's the offensive line. We're not doing you know a good enough job coaching the offensive line. I need to make a change. So that's how it happened. Now, as you just pointed out, James That's Daniels. a very good point, Danny. Well, uh, hey, I never even thought of that. Who, who, 
You think some somebody comes out of uh, a voice comes out of the sky and tells Pace fire the offensive line? No, it's Nagy. Nagy's up there blaming him, of course, saying, "Oh well, you know." And the tight ends, you know, it was a just a, a clown show, and you know Trey Burton and this and that. Oh, I need a new uh, offensive line coach, a new tight end, and that's why it happened. Now, let's talk about this. Wait one second. Let's talk about this. Has Nick Foles played better or worse since he's been here? It's obvious he's worse. Has Trubisky played better or worse? Worse. Worse. The offensive line has played worse. The running backs, it's, you know, who? We don't, you know, Montgomery's out. Almost every position on offense they're worse. Jimmy Graham had a couple of bright moments, and now he's almost like a cancer between drops, penalties, and his pouting. I mean, it's it's amazing. Quick timeout. Come on back here. We'll get uh, B.A. and you, 312-981-7200. Adam Ho coming up at 830. And I, I don't want to cut O.B. off. He's got a point when we get back. Yes, we. Yes, he does. Ready to roll. He already forgot it, but he'll remember it by the time we get back from break, Opie. Don't worry. 720 WGN. Herbal Active is your source for high-performance CBD-infused balms and lotions, specifically developed for those who strive to stay active. Try Herbal Active CBD-infused body balm and get moving again. Its patented time-release formulation provides you extended, localized relief. It's all natural, non-GMO, and THC-free. You can order now. WGN listeners will get 20% off all Herbal Active CBD products using the promo code WGN20. Just go to WGNCBD.com. That's WGNCBD.com. Use that promo code WGN20 for 20% off at WGNCBD.com. Herbal Active, folks, those products work. They work. And I want to thank Pete Picucci for bringing it on board here at WGN and sponsoring our program Pete, thank you so much, and all the best to Herbal Active. And again, folks, that product does work. And I just ordered a case for Nick Foles. WGNCBD.com. When you have a strong culture, um, this is what you're built for. And I mean that. You know, bad cultures, this thing would get destroyed in a bad culture. Not here. That's not how how it works here. So that's why I have ultimate confidence in our coaches and in our players. I I just know it. Uh, and so when you keep fighting, um, a punch will, will normally land. And, and if it's a good one, it's a nice little uppercut and it knocks them out. Then you get another one the next, and then it's a body shot. And you just keep throwing them. And, and that's all you can do. That was him, OB. That, that, falls, under, that falls under one word. What? <laughs> He's trying to stay positive. I give him credit for that. It's bizarre, but he's trying to stay positive. And his paper cut offense. <laughs> if you just you know you, you you knock him out with a good uppercut, and then you get the body blow. What is this? What Mike Tyson punch out? You remember Glass Joe? The best thing Tyson ever said was, "Everybody's got a plan till they get hit." <laughs> <laughs> and we're hit, folks. Four losses in a row. That's a body blow. Let's get uh, B A uh, in Bristol. You calling from Connecticut here, B.A.? Hi, guys. B- oh. Hi, B.A. Hey, B.A. How are you? I just want you, I wanted to let you know I'm the lady that stays awake for the fourth quarter when the husband falls asleep. Oh, you're a And then keeper, I have to BA. break the news in the morning. 
Wait, what happens in the morning? I have to break the news. Oh. You, you know? Yeah. Uh, I just want to ask Dan about the non-call. Because with a non-call, does it make a difference? It doesn't make a difference. But somebody punched Knowles in the head at the end. Oh, yeah, you're talking about the... Nobody f- saw it. Yeah, right? no, good call, B.A. It's true that Bear no, should have yeah, had a first down. That could have made a difference in, in our field no. position, right? Well, they, they, Absolutely. But you know what? You know what? It's all I, part of the game, dear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was held essentially every play, and you know, <laughs> get lucky. I watch, I watch closely. Well, I'm just saying, yeah. And and you know what? I I I personally see, and that's another thing. Going back to Javon Wims and that idiotic scene that we still have not seen the Bears adequately address. When, I know. When, how, when, how long can we rely on the defense, baby? But 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 my point is, when Wims did that chicken blank act, trust me, everybody everybody sees it, everybody is aware of it, and everybody watches to see what the reaction, what the Except penalty. The guys in the and, and you know what? And it's almost like, oh yeah, well you think you're going to do that in a game, embarrass the sport essentially, and you know what? Maybe we're not going to see your quarterback get, you know, a face mask call. Maybe uh, we're not going to call that holding. I'm just saying. Oh, I know. I, it, yeah, there's just, a little bit of a street in there, but still. They, it would have been great to get it and get a first down. Obviously, we could, we could use them. They're well, like what, uh, manhole what, cover size nickels for us. Well, what what you're saying, B.A., is that you, you saw it. So if you saw it, somebody else saw it. So why didn't one of the six referees see it? Hey, hey B.A., just make sure you stay why up. Why aren't they getting excited? <laughs> Mr. Hampton? Yes, dear. When I sit the Chevy, I don't even turn the key before I smoke a cigarette long and slow. All right, B.A. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke them if you got them. <laughs> Way to go, B.A. Uh, you, hey, my, uh, Thanks for the call. We want, I, I mean, I think we should give B.A. a $50 gift card to Bartolini's Restaurant and Catering for that Amen. one. I mean, yeah, come on. She, she'd absolutely she stayed up late. In Bristol, Wisconsin. I said Connecticut. I didn't know that she was calling from Wisconsin. So we got uh, a Bears fan in Wisconsin. $50. It's uh, just across the line. Yeah, she's, she's right there. Family-owned and operated, serving the best Italian cuisine in Chicagoland. Plus, the world-famous meatballs located at 144th and Pulaski in Midlothian. Open seven days a week for dining, patio seating, and to-go orders. Details at Bartolini's.com. We have not discussed the impact of Akeem Hicks going out, which, when he was chasing down Kirk Cousins, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, that's not good. And then they're like, yeah, there it is. Uh, It's a hamstring injury. And people are, I'm seeing tweets and people putting, uh, you know, Online that he's not going to be out that long. Hamstring injury, that's four weeks minimum. That's a big... That, I don't mean to be, you know, uh, quaint about it, but that, that's a big, big hamstring, and it's a big <laughs> injury. And, you know, for a 340-pound man, I mean, that's... Uh, that, that They're going to say, you know, he may not be out that long. I'm, I just... He might not be, but then he's not going to be saw, effective. I, I've seen hamstrings take a long time. Yeah, it all depends on the severity of the pull. But even if it's a nothing pull, I mean, you're talking he's about... He's a big blow to and loss to the defense. Obviously, if I had to say right now, who's the MVP of the defense, it'd be him. And then Fuller and Roquan and, you know, maybe even Jalen Johnson before Mack. 
Mac, you know, okay, he got the interception. By the way, OB, dropping into coverage like you like. Yeah. You know, the twenty million for a pass rush and a drop into coverage. Well, okay, well that was a it was a nice, you know, pennies from heaven gift last night. But at the end of the day, Akeem means more to that defense than anyone else because of what he no makes the it. offense have to do to well, account for him. Well, look what Dalvin Cook did once Hicks went out. I mean, he rushed for 96 yards last night. 57 of them came after Hicks there was gone. There you go. It tells you everything. So, uh, I look, you could talk about the quarterback situation, and that's obviously the biggest thing. But if you don't have Hicks, that defense is not going to be anywhere close to sit. It's not going to be the same. And, but, then, and then you have then, then now you need a really good quarterback. Okay. And let's talk. Okay. So the hamstring injury. Okay. So he comes back and then it's always going to be in his mind. So if he has to right. try to run a, well, he's not going to run wide open and blah, blah. Well, the same thing in a similar situation. Foles now has been battered for the last month by this offensive line. And in my mind, it affected him last night. He had a number of pockets that were clean, and he should have threw a better ball, and yet yep. he didn't. It, he was falling off and throwing off his back foot. And that's, hey, that's what we hung Trubisky out to drive for. Larry in Chicago, real quick, Larry, go ahead. Hey, great show as always, guys. Thank you. Um, I, I watched that game last night. This Robert Quinn, he's the biggest joke on the Bears. They're paying him good money. The guy didn't do nothing the whole game, nothing. Right, and Larry, good call. The thing is that you can't play. Yeah, Larry, he made, he signed for $70 million for what, four years? $30 million guaranteed for two years. The, the bottom line is that, look, you, we can blame Robert Quinn. That is on Ryan Pace. It's not his fault. That, it's not Robert Quinn's fault they offered him the that dough. That he's a thief and yeah. he's not doing anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, you're right. Not, hey, let me hey, jump put in a there. mask on. I'd like to do it. Mark, <laughs> let me jump in on that right now. You don't make moves like that. With that amount of money and that, that amount... Up words, words are going to infect. Uh, I mean, words are going to happen to. Is he on our offense? Is going to be on defense? What part of our defense? Let me tell you something. They, you Britain, you bring Nagy in, and ownership comes in on that call. Will you give a guy seventy million, and you're going to tell a George McCaskey? Oh, by the way, George, I just gave somebody seventy million and thirty of it guaranteed for two years. Sweet. Uh, the other day, how would he do? Oh, he had a sack, his first play, and then we haven't seen him since week one. Uh, what I'm telling you is, he's on a milk carton. <laughs> We're going to go to the news, Ob. But yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, you for damn sure, Pace Nagy was involved. And so was George McCaskey and whoever else is in upper management. You don't make moves by, like that with that amount of money just on your own call. Nobody does that. That's Eight. another skeleton to hang in his closet. 830, checking news. Fact, Nobody does that. Adam you Hogue. don't make a move like that. Adam Hogue coming up here, 720 WGN. There's a fine line between winning and losing in the NFL. Wow, wow, wow. Adam Hogue rhetorically dancing with his verbiage. It's 720 WGN. It is Hampton OB. We are brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com and Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy Silverado. Drive what Ham drives. Drive a Chevy. Don't do what our previous caller just did, that he wants to drive his Chevy off a cliff watching the Bears. That's not what you want to do with your Chevy or your life. They're going to turn this around someday. Uh, Adam Hogue with us now. At 720 WGN, read his stuff at NBC Sports Chicago. Great piece this week, Adam Hogue. Welcome to uh, your segment, my friend. You uh, you think we should go back to Mitch, huh? Make the case. No. 
<laughs> First of all, what are we going to do with this team, guys? <laughs> it's a never-ending, uh, never-ending problem, especially at the quarterback spot. So, um, I guess the argument to go with Mitch right now is is more about the micro. You know, you still have six games left. Someone's got to play, and as a, as a coach, you still are supposedly supposed to play the best players. So how much this argument matters in the big picture beyond uh, what's turning out to be a miserable 2020 season, eh, it's not all that important. But in terms of who tries to get more than negative two yards in the third quarter against the Green Bay Packers in two weeks or more than 14 yards uh, like Nick Foles got in the second half last night, uh, the bottom line is that this offense was better with Mitch Trubisky earlier. I think uh, our eyes say that, and a lot of the advanced numbers say that too. Um, and I just I, I don't know how uh, – to me the biggest thing, actually more specifically, and this is something we've talked about over the weeks and even when they made the, the move, I mean, as, as many faults as Mitch Trubisky has, his mobility – masked some of the problems up front with the offensive line. And that was before the injury injuries really hit the offensive line. That was before guys were hurt. We noticed right away when Nick Foles came in that his lack of mobility was all starting, starting to make those tackles look a little bit more vulnerable. Adam, let me, let me ask you this. Okay, well, let's kick this can around just a minute. Uh, there has, in my mind, when Foles went down – in the game last night, to me, it's almost like a white flag moment. It's like, all right, I've had enough. Okay, okay, he got hurt. I got it, I got it. Now today, oh, well, it's better. And you're saying, well, Trubisky, you know, might be able to be a better fit due to the offensive line's issues. All that being said, let me ask you this. How, how would you approach this? If you're Mitchell Trubisky, you see Mahomes and Watson make the mega deals for the extensions on their contracts, and yet you were drafted in front of them, and yet the Bears are telling you, hey, we got to see it, play again, and you get benched. And now all of a sudden, due to the fact that Foles is taking a beating, they need you to come back in and try to start the band up again. And guess what? You don't have a... Are you telling me that he's going to go out there after he flew to L.A. to get his shoulder examined after that one measly Pop Warner play that he ran in the Saints game? And now here's the deal. I'm just telling you, after he came off the field, nobody said, oh, look, they're looking at his shoulder. Oh, look, they've got his pads off. Oh, look, he's been. Nobody said anything. So. Is this a convenient uh, mechanism for Trubisky to say, "Hey, I, you know, I'd like to help you guys, but uh, I don't think so." And if that is the case, you don't think Pace is going to try to do some backdoor deal to extend him to get him to come back and play? I mean, this is—I mean, today's athletes. I, I again. I'll guarantee you the Bears didn't say, oh, you had one little owie, go get on a plane and fly to L.A. to get it examined. No, that's Trubisky saying, I want this looked at. So how do you yeah. break all that down? Well, I think, uh, you know, the conversation's fair in that uh, if the conversation is, is it in Mitch's best interest to go back out there and play, 
this season, these final six games, if the Bears give them that opportunity. Uh, you know, I've been thinking about this today. I, I think there is some risk involved if he were to potentially do enough damage uh, that it could hurt who he could potentially sign with in the offseason and potentially how much money he would get. On the flip side, I don't think he's going to get a lot of money anyway um, because he hasn't – I don't even think he's going to – I mean, he's not going to get a, a guaranteed starting job. He can't job. play. He a, yeah, I mean, he might get an opportunity to compete for a job. So I guess my point is they actually have more to gain out there and trying to finish strong uh, than to risk than to lose, I should say. And I'm guessing that's why he got that, that went out and got that second opinion. You know, hey, Doc. And that's uh, Neil, Neil Altrage, the, you know, the uh, famous surgeon that looks at all these athletes and does all the Tommy John surgeries for baseball players. You know, but at the same time, the risk of going out there and playing behind this offensive line and most likely getting hit again and potentially getting hurt is there too. I, I, I get it. I, it's, it's a tough situation either way. I guess what I'll go back to is what I know about Mitch the player. Uh, he's a competitive guy. Uh, he's a team guy. And my guess is if the doctors say he can play, if the trainers clear him to play and the Bears want him to play, he'll go out there and play. So you're saying he's going to have Nagy's back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, I would like to see him. I don't know. I, I, I guess I... I'd like to see him out there with the with Bill Lazor calling the plays, and who knows? Maybe it's, it's probably not going to be any better, but I, I just don't know how you can put Nick Foles back out there. Nick Foles has missed way too many open throws, uh, including last night when he had time to throw. Like, it wasn't just misses he made because he's under pressure, which we've seen a lot in past games. Uh, the interception that he threw high and behind Anthony Miller, the, the ball he lobbed up in the air forever to uh, – on uh, third and seven, Tal Robinson that got knocked down from behind by Harrison Smith. I mean, those are plays that those are plays that need to be made. They have to be made. Well, you know what? <laughs> what you gentlemen are talking about is a little scary, and, and 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 what I mean by that is, well, should he go get another doctor's opinion to see if he, you know, he just kind of lay low and wait to get out of the Bears, and you know, does he feel like? Well, maybe not even go see a doctor, but you know what? I don't think I want to play. And, you know, we got guys that are hurt uh, in the offensive line. They're not, I don't think I want to play. Uh, they don't want to play. My Lord, I hope to hell that isn't what it is in any way, shape, or form. If you're there, if you're the front guy, you play like it. You go down, that replacement you, as a coaching staff, knows that's why he's on a team that you're not going to miss that much, and you step him in and he plays. I don't think there should be any second, third guessing of whatever it is. If Foltz can't go, Trubisky can, put him in there. It, it's enough with, I don't know, well, this guy's hurt, well, that guy's hurt. Well, the coaches, when you have reserve players or backups, when somebody goes down, they've got to be ready to go. It's on you, coach, to have them ready to go. Not a hope and a prayer and an I think. If Trubisky is ready and Foles can't go, play him. And he should want to play. Why? Because he wants. He should want to prove everybody wrong. 
Let's, uh, Adam, hold on for a second here. We'll take a quick time out and we'll take Adam up to the top of the hour. I, I want to know what Adam thinks they're going to do if they're both healthy, because that's on the table too, that they'll both be able to go here in two weeks. And then what will Matt Nagy decide? Of course, they're figuring this out behind the scenes right now. Nobody knows, but let's get a guess on that part of it. Uh, quick time out, 720 WGN. With the cold temperatures, you'll be spending more time inside your home. Did you know your carpets, rugs, and upholstery are reservoirs for virus and bacteria? It's important to professionally sanitize your carpeting, rugs, floors, and furniture. Call Executive Green Carpet Cleaning. They're a family of dedicated carpet cleaners taking every measure to ensure the health and safety of your family. Executive Green provides a level of clean no one else can deliver. They scrub and extract using the world's most powerful carpet cleaning machines and their own ultra purified deionized water plus they scrub and groom your carpets to leave a nice even looking finish call now their schedule is filling up before the holidays kelly or caroline are the only two people that will ever answer the phone call 630-990-8600 that is 630-990-8600 or you can book online at WGNclean.com. Get three rooms sparkling for only $139. Go to WGNclean.com. WGNclean.com for executive green carpet cleaning. All right, Adam, who's starting against Green Bay? They're both healthy. Let's just play it out that way. Who you got going against the Packers? Well, I, I, yeah, I, I would go with Mitch. I, I absolutely would. I think that I think it's just obvious that the offense... Do you think they will, though? With- um, I, uh, based on what Nagy said today, I think it'll be a, a real conversation. Um, I don't think they like the rusty decisions, but let me put it this way. If Mitch had been healthy last night, if he had been available to play, how could they not have made a switch in the middle of that game? Right. I mean, sure. I, as bad as that was going, wouldn't they have, wouldn't they have had to make that, make that move in the middle of the game last night? Well, by the conclusion of the third quarter, obviously. And again, you know, for them not to even broach the subject, not even have Trubisky throwing a ball or two on the side, it tells you, I think, volumes. It's almost like, you know, he's they've written him off, and he's basically said, okay, say la vie. I had... The wrong thought last night, Adam, that I was thinking about tweeting, and uh, I shouldn't be saying it now, but Hamp kind of alluded to it. I thought when Nick Foles went down that he basically was just saying like enough with this. Like that was that was like I I didn't think I didn't think he was that hurt. I thought, and then all of a sudden here comes the card. I'm like, okay, Carm, you're you're dead wrong. But then today it comes back that yeah, he's probably going to be okay in a couple of weeks. Did that cross your mind at all, or am I just the biggest jerk on the planet for thinking it? No, that didn't cross my mind. It was, uh, I, it was, it was. Oh no, they finally got him hurt to the point where he's not going to come back this season. Uh, it's, I mean, come on, we've all been sitting there waiting for it to happen because he's running for his life every play. Um, I, I mean, look, I, I'm happy for him that it wasn't worse. It looked bad. I, I honestly thought it, my first. You asked me what my first impression was. I thought he broke his collarbone again. He's a guy who's had a couple broken collarbones, and his shoulder went straight into the ground. Turns out it was more his hip, and I think it was a really bad hip pointer, and probably a bone bruise, something that hurt really, really bad uh, in the moment. And fortunately, the 
the x-rays, the MRIs that came back, and it, and it wasn't as bad as it really was. But I, I think he was in a lot of pain. I think he probably is still in a lot of pain today. Yeah, no, I'm sure he was. Uh, I just, but I, and I'm, and I'm just saying, like, I don't fault him at all for it. It's like enough. Like you're, you're, you're asking this guy, hey, come to Chicago and be a bear, and this is the situation we're going to put you in. You're going to be literally running for your life. You have no mobility. You're not the least bit suited to be here. But your buddies with Matt Nagy, so this, so you were the choice. But, and you know what, Carmel, what you just said is a good point because that's the problem. I mean, look, it, what we're seeing from Nick Foles looks really, really bad. But none of this is surprising because Nick Foles, he's had a long career at this point. And what we know about his career is that he needs to have everything around him nearly perfect to have success. He certainly needs to be protected up front. He needs to have a good running game, okay? Uh, he could probably get by with different options at wide receiver, but you better give him good protection. You better give him a good offensive line, and you better give him a running game to work with. The Bears simply don't have that right now. So I don't think the the misevaluation was necessarily that they went out and traded for Nick Foles. I think the misevaluation was that they thought they had enough for Nick Foles to succeed here, which clearly he, they don't. Okay, which brings up, the whole steaming pile of Bill Lazor and his, you know, attempt at trying to right the ship last night. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what was your thoughts? I mean, you, I, 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 okay, here's the deal. I've been doing this a long time. And it's everybody goes, oh, you, you know, you, you got a love-hate relationship with the Bears. And I said, yeah, I love the Bears, but I hate the way they, they do things that are stupid. And it, it can, it's conducive to losing. Well, I was very excited about last night. You know, Cody Whitehair was back. The Vikings were two and ten coming into Soldier Field. Uh, Cousins zero and nine on Monday night. Uh, hey, third quarter, you get a, a gift, uh, a, a return for a touchdown, and yet we get a hundred forty nine yard total output of the offense and zero touchdowns. Think about this, Adam. The last three games on national TV, the Bears have not scored a touchdown in the last 10 quarters. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I also was excited. I was excited to see what it looked like last night. Me too. A different play caller. Um, my, expectation, my expectations were not high. I did not think that the play, I thought the play calling certainly was an issue. I, I didn't think it was the issue. I, thought, I think there was too many other issues that it was going to make a huge difference. So my expectations that like the Bears were going to go out and suddenly score 30 points, heck, 20 points, I, uh, I guess I did. I, I, I had the Bears winning 20 to 16, so I thought they'd get to 20. But, um, you know, I didn't have very high expectations, I guess is my point. And uh, what I will say, though, is I didn't expect it to get worse. I didn't expect it to look that bad. I mean, that was – historically bad you can't come out of a half with 14 yards and that's the number i use because the last 18 it was technically 32 yards i think but the last 18 yards came on a, on tyler bray's garbage time throw there at the end i mean nick Foles when he was in the game they had 14 yards in the second half that is it's hard to even explain or tell somebody is factual but it is we have a long time left in the season so i'm jumping the gun here but I'm just wondering, trying to picture it, you're George McCaskey, right? You're sitting at home, 
you got Ryan Pace's contract is up at the end of next year, and maybe he's going to wait to the end of the year to figure it out. But like, what compelling argument is he? If he really likes Ryan, there's my this is my good buddy. I, I respect him. He goes about his business the right way. He's been loyal to the franchise. Like, what is he telling himself? To try and convince himself that he should give him an extension and not make him a lame duck. Or is he just going to make him a lame duck and do the same thing with the head coach? I mean, these are he's got to be having these thoughts right now. Like, what am I going to do? I can't believe I'm in this position. And I guess maybe he'll make the decision on the last six games. But I don't know what he could possibly be telling himself that to say, you know what, I'm going to give him another contract. Well, it's one of the many tough spots the Bears are in right now. Um because I agree. I mean, I don't know how you can give start handing out extensions given what we're seeing. Um, I also I don't know if it necessarily applies to this case, but I, I sometimes I, I do think in the NFL people are getting fired way too quickly. Um, not necessarily in this situation, but I mean that that is a problem that happens like when Baker Mayfield has three different head coaches in three years in the NFL, for instance. Um, I you know I take a look at the Vikings. Regard, let, let me say this: regardless of who's calling the shot, um. The Vikings, who the Bears played last night, are an interesting case to me because they were, I would say, in a similar position going into last offseason that maybe the Bears are in now. Now, they ended up extending Mike Zimmer. They ended up extending Rick Spielman. Now, those two guys have done more than what Ryan Pace and and Matt Nagy have done so far. Um, But that was controversial up in Minnesota. They also decided that they're up against the cap. Instead of waiting too long to make decisions, to, to um, have guys on your roster too long, they got rid of some guys faster. They traded Stephon Diggs. They got rid of their top three cornerbacks. Big difference, they ended up making 15 draft picks. You know, they had the draft capital to go young. And they said, you know what, we're probably going to be bad at the beginning of the 2020 season. But we think we can coach them up and get better as the season goes along. That's happening. I don't know if you look at the Vikings schedule. They got three easy games coming up. They could be seven and five. They could be in the playoff mix here after starting one and five. They're going in the opposite direction of the Bears. These are the tough decisions the Bears have to make this offseason. I'll tell you what, that may include franchise tagging Allen Robinson and trading him for something. That may include trading Kyle Fuller, who's got one year left on his contract and cost is gonna be twenty nine in February and cost twenty million against your salary cap last season. It may sound crazy when I say that, but these are the decisions that smart organizations do to get something out back in return to go younger before it's too late. And the Bears made too many moves in March, like signing Robert Quinn, that I'm regretting. And you can't go through another offseason of doing that. Adam, we're up against the clock. I got news. Well, and I see OB wants to hash it out with you. So good thing we got six weeks left in the season. No, uh, what he's saying is 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 good. spot on. No, I know, he's, I know. I, I just want Adam. You're spot on. I hundred percent. Great stuff, Adam Hogue. We'll talk to you not next week because it's the bye week. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Thanks, guys. Always fun. Hopefully. Uh... We're talking about better stuff next week, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Stay to, safe, my friend. Nine o'clock news coming up here. Seven twenty WGN. Going deep and open to Lasky, and he makes the catch at the forty-six yard line. Line up and play football. Nine o'clock hour. That's right. That's when we bring in the Cos man. 
Kazi, remember when they said it was 5-1? and one? And I don't mean to be a jerk here, but you were like, there's, there's, there's no doubt they're going to the playoffs. They have to go to the playoffs. They're 5-1. and one. And now look at you. <laughs> well, a month later, it changes, doesn't it? It sure does. Welcome, yeah, Kazi. Hey, look. Yeah, I mean, what do you want me to say? Uh, they made every team, they put every team back on track over the last month. We, so, we, yeah. and I'm, you know, hey, the I guess that's the new gift of the Chicago Bears. Yeah, yeah, they're the uh, the fixers. You got trouble? Play the Bears. They're going to put you back in the playoff. Huh? <laughs> hey, uh, Cosby. New Orleans. Think about New Orleans. I mean, overtime, and now they're blowing everybody up. And I mean, it's Minnesota. The Minnesota. I mean, we we saw this coming because they started to run the football really well and. Yeah, they they uh, they are much better than their record, but they got hot at the right time, and that was against the Bears. Guys, we're gonna take a couple calls with you. People have been waiting for a while here. Are you good with that? As we okay. do, we kick off the nine o'clock yeah, hour. Of course, yeah. All right, David and Rock for. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's not much more to say other than you know we stinks. <laughs> David and Rock for welcome, welcome to WGN. Go ahead, man. Hey, good evening, guys. You know, I'm sitting there thinking with Laser calling the plays. Um, you know, I was kind of hoping that Nagy would engage more with the team, engage more with the coaches. And, and a picture I thought was awesome was as Patterson ran that ball back to open the second half, I saw Zimmer run down the Viking sideline and point at everybody with a headset on and kind of was like, you know, that was not in the game plan. You can't – that guy's got more, uh, you know, kickoff yardage than the Bears have rushing yardage. What are you kicking him for? And it's like, that's an engaged head coach. That's following a plan. And Nagy's standing over there like he's waiting to sign 8 by 10 glossies for people in the crowd or something. That's nuts. He just doesn't look like he knows what he's doing. That moment in time when Patterson's running down the sidelines, the Bears are going crazy, and Mike Zimmer completely freaks out, and he's – I thought that was just. I mean, I, they, they, the assistants wouldn't even look at him. They're like, "Yeah, yeah, you're right. Please leave me alone, head coach." Well, that, that, right, Ed. That's what a head coach does. He he gets angry and calls people out. And, that's what um, Bill Belichick would have you know, done he too. Demands better. Hamp, what you have a reaction when you saw Zimmer freaking out? I, I again, you know. <laughs> I don't think there's any question about the fact that I, you know, Matt Nagy has lived, uh, you know, artificially off of uh, the Vic Fangio defensive year two years ago. And because we basically spent two hours almost player by player detailing how everybody on the offensive side of the ball is getting worse by the week. And that's not supposed to happen a good coach is supposed to make people better and and find ways to make the team function better and productive and blah blah and 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 again i mean that's just another moment in time that you can see a true head coach and i just said this you know the the vikings we we had adam hogue on here and they got rid of some of their players and their best defensive linemen got hurt and yada yada well guess what they're not crying. Here they come, and they've got a chance to win three or four more in a row. Uh, if you look at their schedule, and at the at the end of the day, they're they're finding solutions 
and all we got are issues and problems. And that's the difference in a head coach that knows how to coach people. Real quick here, David, that was a hell of a call. Good observation. Very good. Matt in Galesburg, welcome to 720 WGN. Go ahead, Matt. Hello, you guys can hear me? We got you, Matt. We got you. All right. Uh, first, I want to know how many pieces of chicken has uh, Edward Obradovich had tonight? Wow. I'll be there on you on the Bartolini's. How many pieces of chicken, OB? Well, Bartolini's Five. is the best, so I'm sure he took them deep. Bart- Five. Bartolini's located 144th in Pulaski and Midlothian. Bartolini's open seven days a week for dine-in, patio seating, and to-go orders. They offer catering 24 hours a day. 708-396-2333. Bartolini's. Thank you, Matt, for the plug. Go they ahead. bring in the pan of chicken. It's got a white flag waving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want to do no commercial there, but yeah, I'll just... Uh, how you guys are doing uh i love you guys uh dan hampton you're my hero ed ob you guys are (laughs) you guys are heroes but uh you know this quarterback situation did you see uh poles on the stretcher there i mean what did he get hurt from a a broken collarbone like it it looked very minuscule well i think they're saying it's a hip flexor injury correct carmen yeah he he, He laying on his hip he, he well, he, he did. He landed. He, he landed he on his. Gl- uh, he got crushed. Is what sick. happened. And when you get crushed <laughs> Thanks, and your man. leg sticks to the ground, your hip goes. That's what happens, guys. It was on his. It's gl- pretty simple. His gluteus maximus got uh, took a significant blow. Is what went down. And yes, his. I mean, there was. Look, his whole body was crashing to the turf, and. He, Oh, he got crushed. I mean, it was ugly. <laughs> it, it's going to happen when you uh, run a horrible offense and you don't protect. That's what happens. Cause, what are you seeing as far as the offense? What do you mean? What am I seeing? What are you seeing as far oh, as the terrible. offense? Cause, I made well, this. I mean, you. Cause, I made this point. I okay. Calling a play. Okay, third and eight. Are we going to call a screen or draw a jet sweep? What? Calling a play is one thing. The design of the play, and I pointed this out a month ago, I think the design of these plays are, are BS. They're, 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 you can tell after a quarter of watching an offense and what they're trying to do, whether or not they got a game plan. They don't have a game plan. They don't know what they're doing from one play to the next. And it doesn't matter yeah, what, they- what play you call if you don't have a game plan. Right, and we talked about it, I, I think, a couple of weeks ago, Dan, where you asked me what we did in college at BYU where we threw the ball around. And, you know, that coaching tree, as far as the NFL goes, uh, you know, Duck Scoville, I mean, I could name the list on and on and on. Andy Reid, the latest guy, right, that came from that uh, BYU uh, passing game where it was uh, quick passing and then run after catch and basically setting up everything by formation and plays. And yeah, we'd script plays, and then, you know, as you were scripting, the, the script worked because each formation and each play set up the next play and the play after that, and it just works and it flows. And, you know, I, I just – you're right. Every time I watch these guys – it's like they just he looks at the play card, whoever's calling it really doesn't matter. You know, be you and they're looking at it and they have no rhyme or reason to it. They're not setting anything up. It looked good early last night. 
For a second, I'm like, all right, Bill Lazor, let's go. Sweet, sweet throw to Allen Robinson. He had some time to throw. It looked a little different at the start. A little bit of rhythm. But here's the thing, Cos. It seemed to me, as we've been off to say, you know, again, the, the halftime adjustments, are you kidding me? It's That's laughable. I think we had 14 total yards in the second half other than uh, Tyler Bray desperation no, gasp at gr- the end. Great throw. But the the I guess you know we saw the the consummate defensive coordinator basically start to pressure and to clamp down and to start you know taking things away from an offense and by the third quarter we couldn't even line up hardly. And Zimmer right. I mean, had a what, great what, you know, scheme. Right. What he did is he looked, you know, the first half or the first couple of – I mean, the thing about as you go up each level, high school, college, to the pros, um, every every series is a new set and a redo of what your opponent's going to do against what you have shown them. And when we get to halftime, the other guys figure out, okay – Here's what we have to do because when they come out in the second half, they're going to try and do what they did in the first half, and we'll shut it down. And that's what happens. Uh, it, it's really it's that it's that simple and that clear. And Ed, you've been saying it for a long time, and you know I got to admit, uh, you know I try to defend uh, Nagy as a head coach, but I can't even do that now because, quite frankly, uh, it's 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 embarrassing to watch him play because you have all this talent. And I'm really, you know, about the defense especially. I mean, you got a talented group that keeps you in every game, and you do nothing on offense with some talented players, but you just don't know how to use them. And and that's the frustration. And that starts with uh, Ryan Pace. And, you know, I've been on Pace since day one, Dan, as you know, so this isn't anything new for me, but he really is the real problem. 312-981-7200. Come on back with Kaz here. It's Hamp and OB with Kaz. We're going until 10 o'clock here, so get on in. We're brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. No, just real quickly here, Mark. Yeah. Get in. Yeah, OB. What we're seeing this year, this isn't something new. This all of a sudden didn't just fall apart. True. This was all of last year, especially the last half of last season. Brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy Silverado drive. What Hamp drives drive a Chevy. It's uh, Hamp and OB till 10 on 720 WGN. No, it's simple. You know, we need to hold hold each other accountable. Like I said, we got a lot of great leaders on this team. You know, so for us, we just got to hold each other accountable. Off the side of the guys, you know, our leaders, we got to hold each other accountable on the side of the ball like we would on defense. You know, and it's that simple. You know, like like I keep saying, man, it's, it starts with accountability. You know, if you're not accountable for your actions and the plays you don't or can, you know, make, it's it's not going to work. It's not going to work out. It's that simple. So for us, we just got to continue to fight, rally around each other, and just hold each other accountable. That's nice to hold everybody accountable. And I like that. That's a good thing. That's Eddie but Jackson. That, yeah. But that doesn't, that's not where it starts. It starts with the head coach. He's the one. You want to hear from the head coach? He's the one. Let, let's, that holds everybody responsible. Or just supposed like Bill, to. Bill Belichick does, or any other good coach that we have. Well, let's get cut 14 here then. Let's hear, let's hear what Matt Nagy has to say about Eddie Jackson's comments about accountability. Can we? What, what I liked about what Eddie said, and that's, that's what leaders do. I mean, we talk about leaders create leaders. Well, 
he's being a leader after the game at a tough moment when we're all pretty emotional, we're all pretty frustrated, we're all pretty pissed off. And for him to step up into that huddle and say, hey, listen, here's where we're at. I think what you, what that does is um, when you, that word accountability is so, so important. If you don't have accountability as a player, you're, 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 you're going to struggle. It's got to come from you, coach. It's got to come from you, coach. You're the one that sets the tone. You're the one that sets the rules. You're the one that sets the goals. It's you, Nagy. Cuz? 100%. 100%, Ed. And um, it's frustrating to hear. This guy should be a reporter for ESPN, not not a head football coach. The guy is a walking um, punching bag. I don't even know what to call him. He he just says the dumbest things, and he has no idea what he's talking about. He clearly true. doesn't understand the emotion and everything else that comes with football. See, to me, he sounded but like honestly, to me that was like a really good guidance counselor right there. That that's a, that's what I heard. It's all psycho babble. Wants to no, be everybody's best that. friend. Yeah, I, I'm not even giving him. He's, he's, yeah. he's not a therapist level here, but a, a guidance counselor like that you would get in junior high. I thought he I thought he was right there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Hey, look, that's really good. That you know, that's what a leader is. Well, hey, look, you're paid millions of dollars to lead the team. You are paid to get rid of guys that are lazy. You are paid to hold people accountable. And when you don't hold yourself or your uh, coaches accountable, then it filters down to the team. So it starts with him, and it actually starts all the way at the top, guys. I I, I don't want to keep beating up a, a horse that we all understand. But Ryan Pace is responsible for this garbage. And he needs to take responsibility for it. He does nothing but sits back there and kind of throws his arms up. Oh, yeah, you know, I I hired this guy, and he's trying to get it done. And well, It's a joke. Well, we don't hear from him. I mean, he, he, he meets... Right. He's hiding because he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Let's just call it what it is. Am I wrong, Ed or Dan? Nope. That guy doesn't, ha- doesn't know his Spot head on. his backside. And, and come on. Let's take a genius to figure that, you know, that out, Glad It's unbelievable what's going on here. And I'll tell you what. It's a joke. Absolutely. Hey, after you draft Mitchell Trubisky in the first round, you draft Kevin White in the first round, you would be hiding from the, a first-round pick because you were so bad. So how much courage does it take to open a checkbook, write a check for $120 million, and get rid of the two picks that – Essentially, those are those are your 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 tools that that you're given every year to build the club, and yet in in a, like a panic stricken moment, oh, I, I can trade for Khalil Mack, and then I don't have to worry about having a blown pick, and I can write a hundred twenty million dollar check. The McCaskies are going to cash. I mean, how much courage did it take to make that deal? And yet here we are. None. How many sacks did uh, Khalil Mack have last night? That's right. Same as he had the week before. None. And and, and, and those first-round draft picks, who's to say we couldn't have got a couple of bona fide offensive tackles that would have been paying dividends tonight? The obviously the thing that Pace does not understand, which has been, is now, and will be in the future, you build a championship team through the draft. You build it through the draft. Not free agency. You go get the free agent, 
to help add on. But that's how you build a world championship team, through the draft. I don't think he doesn't understand 100%. that I'll be, he's just not good at evaluating talent. I mean, I, well, that means he no, doesn't I, understand I don't think it. he understands yeah. that, uh, Mark. I, I think this get guy it. It always wants to be it. the smartest guy in the room, right? That's true. So as the smartest guy in the room, he has to basically outthink everybody. And he has no clue what talent is in the NFL. He doesn't know how to, you know, he, he thinks of himself because remember, he, he, you know, he was a player too. So, oh yeah, he wants to draft a guy that's like him. Yeah, he drives a, a beater car in college and he's really humble. No, we want guys that are, are, are arrogant, are cocky, and can play the game of football and will show up every week and bring it like uh, it's the only thing left in their life. And he doesn't know how to draft players like that. Hey, let me, let me, he doesn't know how to measure heart. He doesn't, know, he doesn't even know how to measure talent, for crying out loud. Now, obviously, last year when we played the Kansas City Chiefs, it was the ultimate example of, of you know what we could have had. We're going to get it again in a few weeks when we have to play the Houston Texans. And you know, I watched that Texans game pretty close the other day, and they don't have much, but they still got Deshaun Watson, and they got a chance anytime he plays. Now, all that being said, do you think that the McKeskies will? find this season if things continue to go bad and don't make you know we're looking at this we got green bay twice minnesota and detroit houston and the jacksonville jags we saw the jags give the packers fits the other day i'm just saying can we win five out of six that's what it's going to take 10 wins to get to the playoffs and if we don't and we're counting on beating Houston. Do you do you not think that Deshaun Watson will not sleep that week wanting to prove that he should have been drafted before Mitchell Trubisky? Do you remember what Mahomes did last year when he was doing when he was doing the seven thing? Remember with his hands or whatever? That the Bears took Trubisky too. After he threw the touchdown, yeah. he's coming off the field, and he knew that he knew that the the, 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 camera, the, the camera was on him. He's going to see to see what <laughs> ten, seven, eight, nine, ten. Everybody knew. Everybody knew. And you don't think Deshaun Watson isn't going to want to do the same thing to the Bears and say, "Hey, woulda, coulda, shoulda, dummies." Anyway, all that being said, do you think? Ryan Pace will finally, ultimately, be held responsible for this. Kaz, hold that thought. You'll give it after the nine thirty news, which is right now. We'll get Kaz's thought on what's going to happen uh, after the season on seven twenty WGN. What we need to do now is, uh, as coaches, is is have a mentality of understanding. Okay, uh, continue to just keep trying to figure out the why part and and how what is that and and at some point something has to click at some point you you would think so well the, there's two choices you either quit or you fight and i know what we're going to do i don't think i have to say it two choices quit or fight ob that was naggy <laughs> quit or fight quit or fight How oh yeah left when's he going to show up quit I mean, or fight yeah how about yeah. coaching, and then coaching, right? And then coaching. Kaz, <laughs> talk oh. about quit or fight. Let me hear it. You had a strong reaction. Oh I, well, no, I'm laughing. It's just embarrassing because it's the dumbest thing you can say. Look, the 
all the head coaches in the National Football League, they don't say stupid things like that. What they say is they go, okay, we're going to go back to the drawing board, and we're going to figure out how to win a game. He said that, too. And if we have to get rid of some players to do it, we'll do it, right? Is that what should happen here? A little statement uh, cutting of somebody? Would that when, wake the, when did that what, genius make that statement? That After was, the game or, or that, that, that was today? today or that, was to, that was today. That, that was, was today? today? Yeah. Quit or fight. Here's a guy that fight. Oh, Jesus. Think about it, Ed. I mean, honestly, that's like saying, oh, uh, you know, we're going to show up and uh, just one play at a time, we're going to do our very best, or you just give up and not try at all. Well, you know what we're going to do? <laughs> well, I, duh. I, you, you can't show up any day without doing your very best, right? We, it's oh it's we, ridiculous. We, the guy, it's an embarrassment. We mentioned this last week, or I think I might have touched it for just a second. He, he being Matt Nagy, and a lot of, I, maybe he's not the only one that does this, but he's underlining that he's very proud of his team for not giving up. We played till the end. I think Foles has said the same thing. We played till the end. We played 60 minutes. You don't get a gold when star the for statistics not... statistics don't prove that. Well, but you don't... Numbers don't lie. Well, you don't get a gold star, though, for not quitting. Imagine if you quit. Like, that's ridiculous that the, you want to fly the flag of, hey, we play to the end. Like, that doesn't mean anything. Well, it, it, it means nothing. It's like getting a green ribbon or getting orange slices after the game and a juice box, and then everybody does the, uh, you know, they put their hands together and all the players run underneath it, the uh, human rainbow or whatever you want to call it. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. We You're pros. You get paid to win. We Period. We That's it. We didn't Scotty Pippen it and, and sit out 1.8 against the Knicks in Game 3. I mean, come on. If a player gives yeah, up, he, get, he gets crushed. There's, I, and that, I, I just, well, you get fired if you're a player and you give up. I mean, think about it, guys. If, if you're not going hard, you kind of are, are uh, cashing it in. Hey, the, you know, uh, the new group coming in is going to watch the film. And they're going to say, this guy's a dog. He's, he's out of there. So players are always going to play hard because that's how they make their living. They want to win. But you've got to have an actual plan that allows your team to win. And these knuckleheads have no idea, and it's a joke. And you know what? You're right, Dan. Uh, uh, you know, the guy in Denver is really the reason that Nagy even has a winning record. There you go. Hey, Cosno, so it's easy for us to – you know, say it's it's time to go back to the drawing board. Do you think the bye week is is the opportune time for this to happen? And obviously, you know, and and I don't want to hear, oh yeah, well the players, uh, it's different now. I understand that they're going to practice tomorrow, and then the guys are going to be off until Monday. Now, if I would have lost four in a row back when Dick was playing, you think we would have had five days off? You wouldn't have had four hours off, but that's that's all mandated. We, 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 we'd have been running after the game, right? I mean, honestly, it's just I, I don't get it. And I, I know that they're saying the players are different, but hey, I look at all the other teams around the NFL, the ones that are winning. They seem to figure out how to get together during the off week and uh, practice and do things, even though, you know, hey, wink, wink, uh, we're not doing it. Well, that's a culture, isn't it? That's a winning culture. That's 
the idea that the head coach has a plan, they believe in it, and they're going to execute it at all costs. And those guys know the difference between fighting and quitting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's very important. You know, it's well, the thing guys last night, I, you know, go ahead, Ed. After Monday night, the things that he should have been talking about, you know, fight, win, do this or quit or do this, fight or quit or whatever, what should have been dressed is that you only went and third down two of 11 times you converted. You only had 50 offensive plays. You should have addressed that in your press conference. You only scored 140, I mean, it ran a total offense of 149 yards. You should have addressed the fact that, again, in four quarters, you didn't score a touchdown. And you should have addressed it in the third yep. quarter after making your adjustments. You came out and you only gained, excuse me, gained you minus four yards for the entire third quarter. You should have addressed last week you didn't score an offensive touchdown in four games instead about either fight or you quit or whatever the hell he's talking about. How about addressing these issues, Nagy? These are the issues that are right in front of you. These are the issues and the numbers that you created after another loss. These are the numbers. Where's your answer on these numbers? Where are they? That's what he should have said, Ed. He should have exactly. said, hey, look, guys, we were horrible on third down. We haven't scored a touchdown. Those are the things he should be talking about. That's exactly. And that's how you challenge your players, right? There's no uh, honestly, question about you... it. But that's, Glenn, my point was when I just went through this, he's talking about everything but what the hell he should be talking about, which was the game that was played last night. And you were humiliated offensively. Humiliated. How could you not score a yeah. touchdown? One touchdown. As a matter of fact, in the yeah, last I, two games, eight quarters. That's next to impossible. That's what he should be addressing you, in his press conference. You almost you should almost be able to do it on accident by just a fluky throw and a catch or something, right? And and our guys can't do it because they're not put in positions to make those kind of plays. And you know what I was going to say, Ed, is you know I was I'm in Montana right now, and I was in Bozeman, Montana last night with the guy that Ted's uh, Montana Grill, and this is the guy that runs the restaurant, and he's a uh, you know the only thing wrong with him, Ed, is he's a Buckeye fan, but. <laughs> You know, I'm watching the game with these guys, and and they're, I mean, they're asking me questions, and I, I didn't have answers, right? And I was just one of the guys sitting there watching the game with them, and you know, we really didn't go into great detail of who I was or anything else. It was just a bunch of guys hanging out, watching football, and honestly, the observations that these guys made were spot on, and exactly what we're saying tonight. They're going, what's wrong with this guy? What's wrong with this team? I mean, you got talent. What, what are they doing? And it's it's hard to watch. Yeah, it's just like Darnell Mooney. How about this kid? Two receptions. The average for his two receptions were one point five yards. One point five yards in two our catches, feature. total of right. three yards. What? Cole Komet, our new tight end, our second round draft choice who I think could be a difference maker. Mooney, a difference maker. One catch for seven. Allen Robinson, six catches for 43 yards. 
Those are the questions yeah. he should have addressed, along with all the other things that I said about the 50 plays, about converting on third down, instead of with all his philosophy, which means nothing. It means nothing to these players. You start addressing these issues, and those are the issues that are hurting this team, Nagy. You can't convert on third down. You don't score points. We don't run enough plays, and you're giving up too much yardage on defense. Address those in your press conference. Address them. And and really, the problem for defense more than anything else is, I'm not making an excuse for the defense, but the truth is, when you're out there all the time, uh, it's you know it's it is a struggle to know when your offense runs out there that your your OC and your head coach couldn't call a play to save their lives. So, you know, better get ready again. And it, it wears you out. I, I'm just telling you. And you guys would understand better, Dan and, and Ed, on that side of it. And I know you guys, you know, look, you used to always run off, you know, Dan, in the fourth quarter, just don't screw it up, guys, to the offense when, when everybody's running on the field, meaning that, you know, hey, look, we got you. Just take care of the ball and don't turn it over. You know, run the ball. Glenn, we can you can know, actually run the football. You know we told our offense? When we were coming off and the offense was coming out, just don't give up points. You know, no, we told them hold them, just hold them. <laughs> That's what we told our offense. We got you. Just hold them. Yeah, don't, give us, you know, give us, give us it, a couple does, of plays to rest on you after a while. Yeah, and we told, like, we'll no. come back and get you six. Well, guys, uh, the good Lord has given us a week off for us to uh, rest our retinas after watching that mess last oh. night. I uh, uh, oh. hope you and your family have a wonderful Thanksgiving. No midgets have called off Thanksgiving out there, right? Nope, nope, nope. No, we're gonna we're gonna have Thanksgiving. I'm gonna have my son and my uh, grandkids with us, and we're gonna have a wonderful time. So, Glenn, keep yep, your family we, uh, safe. Get to keep pushing forward. I'm sorry that you guys don't get that same opportunity, but uh, you know, we gotta or quit. live our lives, right? That's eat, how we do it. Eat or quit. Keep your family safe, Glenn. You got to fight, eat, or quit. Those are your three options. On Thanksgiving, eat or quit. Gotcha. Guys, see you in two weeks. You got it, guys, and have a great Thanksgiving. And, hey, God bless you all. I miss you guys, and um, good to talk with you. All right, love you. Right back at you. Thank you. Glenn Kozlowski uh, with us here in the 9 o'clock hour each and every week. Uh, Brian is in Laporte. We'll get to him coming on back here. Brian, we appreciate your patience. Hampton will be one more se- there. one more segment to go. We'll look at what the bye week is. The Bears are an underdog in the bye. They're a five point underdog on Sunday. Seven twenty WGN. Hey, does your pet suffer from joint stiffness, mobility issues, or anxiety? Obi, you got a pet? No, no pet. Hamp, no. you got a pet? Got seven. Seven pets. All right, great. So this is more appropriate for Hamp, I guess, then. You should try Herbal Active's Pet Serenity Snacks, enhancing the effects of CBD extract for your pet. They're all natural. They're lab-tested, THC-free. They have three delicious flavors for large and small dogs. They love the taste here, OB. And cats, too. You go to WGNCBD.com. Dot com. Click on the Pets tab and then use the promo code WGN20 for 20% off. Try them out. They have a money-back guarantee. Go to WGNCBD.com, promo code WGN20. That is WGNCBD.com. Yeah, and again, I, I've said it a couple of times, I, those products do work, folks. Yeah. They do work. 
so we're wrapping it up here. Uh, before we do anything else, though, I want to get Brian in Laporte, who's been incredibly patient. Brian, we're going to hook you up with a $50 gift card to Bartolini's Restaurant and Catering, family-owned and operated, serving the best Italian cuisine in Chicagoland, plus the world-famous meatballs. Thank you for your patience, Brian. Go ahead. Hey, no problem. Uh, thank you guys for uh, letting me on the air. Hope you guys are having a good night. Uh, my question and comment would be is earlier how they had to play uh, the interview with uh, Matt Nagy, how he said quit or fight. He just basically told the world he's broken. How can a broken coach teach and coach broken players when there's not enough glue in Chicago to rebuild them? Wait, hold on. Hold, let me let me question you, Brian. Do you really think that Matt Nagy doesn't think that he can turn it around? Oh no, 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 no. He he no, no, no. You sure? No. You don't think yeah. that Matt Nagy's sitting there somewhere right now and and is optimistic that he's going to get it done? He's just sitting no. there with a glass of bourbon. It's all over. I don't think he is, man. I think he no, actually he, believes. No, no, no. He needs to go in your studio, sit down in front of Ed and Danny, and get a good old tongue lashing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he wants to do that. Uh, gentlemen, do you think that Nagy's given up? Basically, that's what you're saying here, Brian. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's done. He's, he's trying to teach a broken team, and they can't do it. And it's, and it's, it's going to start with Pace. Get rid of him, too. Well, that would be the chain of events. Hey, Brian, thanks for the call, man. Yeah, you know, and, and, you know... I mean that's again we're just parsing it. You know, it's yeah, a simplistic little phrase. How do you, how do you say phrase? Brian's wrong? He's, he's he's not wrong. I mean, there's there's different ways, Danny. It, it, uh, what you're going to talk about? That to quit is go. not an option. Huh? Why would he even mention it? You know, I mean, that's exactly quit. correct. Yeah. It, it it's it's not about what he's. You got to win or you got to fight. You got to do this. You got to fight or get out of town or do whatever. Boy, you. Yeah, but we don't. He's addressing the wrong thing. He's addressing the wrong thing. All the wrongs are right in front of him that happened last night. That happened a week ago. That's what he should be addressing. But Ob, he's he's getting asked a question. He's got to respond to the question. So so if somebody says, "Hey, you guys get a quick," that's his answer to that question. You got half a brain. So okay, so you're saying that if he if say, "Hey, you guys get a quit or whatever," I I didn't hear the question. So. You're saying that he should. It's not about that. It's about this. Is what you want him to say? Exactly. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I I got it. Uh, look, he's going to sit down with his coaches, and him and Bill Lazor and John D. Filippo and Dave Ragone, and they're all going to get together here. I mean, what do you think those conversations the, are like? All the masterminds. Yeah. I mean, what what in one room? I mean, seriously, once they get into that room and the door shuts and they're all looking at each other, what goes on in that room? Do you think they're like, do you think they're just laughing at like how the, how we, you know, I'd I'd love to watch film with them and, and just, you know, see what they say when they see the results of these plays they not only designed, but they called. I mean, they're, you know, and a little means a lot. Okay. If Anthony Miller doesn't, you know, if Foles doesn't throw the ball behind him, Miller makes that catch. And who knows? Okay, but he doesn't. He throws it behind him. So Miller turns, he gets his hands on it, and it bounces into an interception. So, I mean, all these little, little details that he likes to point out, they have to be addressed. And they have to be eliminated. If if the quarterback cannot throw that route without throwing a better pass, you don't call it. Then you got to come up with plays that he's capable of. Well, so, and which they did, Dan, and and what I just said. 
How is it you can throw Cole Komet one pass, seven yards? How is it that you go to Mooney, Mooney twice? Twice you go to him, and he averages 1.5 yards per catch. Folks, do you hear what I'm telling you? 1.5 yards. This is a 4-3-40 wideout who can catch and get separation. And we throw to him twice for a yard and a half each time? Well, I, what I think is interesting, too. That's and, what you address. They, they they named it on the broadcast, too. Like they, they didn't have safety valves a lot of times last night, and you know the Vikings are blitzing. You know your offensive line is terrible, yet you're, you're, you're sending guys deep down the field. They, the play has no chance. To, the, the window there's is things too that you can move the pocket. You can go to. There's so many things that you can do out there that we don't do. Which obviously, look at the statistics this week. Look at them last week, and they t- that tells you the story. That tells you the story of Nagy and our offensive coaches. Fifty plays, fifty plays. Okay, minus four yards in the entire third quarter of offense. Minus four yards. That's what has to be addressed. And when they figure that out, then we might have a chance. You know, and and this one last thing. We've got two weeks to somehow crawl out of the wreckage and get ready for the Packers. Get OB's voice back. But come on. At at some point, the elephant in the room has got to be addressed. It is the design and execution of the offense that we're all, I'm, I'm for the execution of a bunch of it, but I'm just saying that has to be dealt with this next two weeks. As we say goodbye here, just a reminder, Obi, Jeff Vukovic is back. He's the, he's the straight shooter. He's the man. He knows insurance. He's on your side. He'd love to help you. Nationwide is on your side. Check out jeffvuk.com. Nationwide is indeed on your side. Gentlemen, have a great bye week. Happy Thanksgiving to all. Healthy one. Happy and healthy indeed. Stay safe out there. You know what to do. And fight or quit. (laughs) What was the other one? Persistence, resistance. Curtis, great job producing. Jake, as well. Thank you so much. Good job, guys. We will see you two weeks from tonight. 720 WGN.